Did you already say Blood and Thunder? I can't hear the music at all. I don't know. Honey. Well, it's blood and honey, goddammit. <laughs> what part of the song we're at? But are, we, are we recording? Is it a show now? It's a no, show we're, now. We're, we're having a show, good buddy. Uh, do the thing where we introduce ourselves. Yo! Welcome back to Disney Plus and Cussin'. My name is Timmy the Q. And I'm... Uh, Deefstister Robin. Deefstister... Deefstifer... Deefstifer... I'm Robin Thick. More like Christopher Christopher Robin's dick. <laughs> yeah, uh, none of that. None of that is good content. But, All uh, bad. That's okay. So was this entire fucking movie. Brought to you by copyright law. Who didn't love a good hour of copyright law? Huh? <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, uh, who? If you if you made it through the whole copyright law episode, then you're a true fucking fan. Uh, Send send me uh, send me an email or text message with your favorite your favorite moment of the whole hours of copyright law, uh, and I'll send you a free sticker to your house. I still got stickers. I'll, I'll send one to you. I think we need new stickers for season three. <laughs> it is time for the second episode of season three the second full episode of season three we are covering it's not even a disney joint it's some fucking ass clown making a goddamn winnie the pooh slasher film called blood and honey and it fucking sucks ass and we paid we paid them more than the catholic league <laughs> yeah the catholic league only wanted two bucks from us i gave fucking uh reese waterfield uh what's his name yeah uh reese Reese Frake Waterfield, uh, $20. You gave him $20. That's so crazy. I only paid 10 I wanted this shit in HD. I got my shit in HD. You own that movie now. Yeah, I've watched it twice. I'm going to watch it again. I paid half that amount to never watch it again. You know, the more you watch it, the more it grows on you. Okay, so now, before we dig into... Plus, and Cousins' first ever horror film. Uh, what's your favorite scary movie? What's your What's your favorite What's your favorite scary movie, Tim? Hmm. I'm not a horror movie guy. See, I didn't think you were. I am a horror movie guy, and uh, um, and my favorite. I, I I still might have some. Yeah, but like, I, I think that like the horror movies that I consider to be good are like spooky at best. Like I think, I think the Sixth Sense is a masterpiece. It's a very good movie. It's a great I wouldn't, movie. I wouldn't call that a horror movie. Would you call it a thriller? Yeah. You're more of a thriller guy. I am. Yeah. I really liked. I really liked the remake of It. That's yeah. Uh, that that. Yeah, I think that's, that's a thriller. thriller. That's a thriller. A chiller. But it's not quite horror. There, there, there are definitely horror elements in that bad boy. No, that's horror. That I li- I really enjoyed reading it, the book. Um, and then when I watched the like John Ritter vehicle or whatever, um, it was really fucking bad. It was really really bad. With with Tim Curry. Hmm. You don't like the Tim Curry it? No, no, it's really bad. I like Tim uh, Curry. That's, if anybody listened to this thing, you'd get emails, right? This would be the this would be the first moment where we get a bunch of emails. I think our page. It's not going to be from people that fucking watch or listen to the whole hour about copyright law. We're not getting any emails about that. Uh, you didn't like it. You know, you're not a you're not a you're a thriller guy, not a horror guy. Didn't like didn't like the slasher. Is it because of uh, because of the way you feel? about Winnie the Pooh or is it because it was just a bad movie I think it's incredibly lazy I think it's an incredibly lazy um cash in on a property I, th- I think I mean I, it, it is a garbage fucking movie it was certainly a cash grab and the beauty of it is uh 
um, anybody who wants to can try again. And I think so. Okay, so just just to be very clear, uh, spoiler alert: Winnie the Pooh will return uh, in Winnie the Pooh Part Two. Winnie the Do. Uh, as it will be released. In I mean, France. there were even there were even plot devices that were incredibly lazy within this. But we'll, we'll, I guess we can well, get to that. Well, well yeah. Well, well uh, it, I I I hated this movie. I maybe it's because I spent twenty bucks on it. Maybe it's because I watched it twice. Uh, there. The movie is not good. But, but I, I, it, I, are most slashers good? Yeah, yeah. No, there, there are definitely. It is. It is I know very, Scream like brings like the meta, the meta slasher kind of quality into things, but that was, I mean, that was twenty three years ago or something, right? Uh, I just watched a new Scream film in the theater, like, last month. I know, but the original Scream, which had, like, David Arquette going, ooh, this is what happens in these movies, right? Like, I mean, that was, like, 99 or something, right? Yeah, that's that's got to be almost 30 years ago. Yeah. Like, 20, 25 to 30 years ago at this point, yes. It's cash grab. It, it's it's clearly a cash grab. It's clearly a first to market. It's They, they announced this shit, like, the day after... Uh, the copy like he had he had this story in his fucking pocket um and these these two dudes scott jeffrey and reese wakefield waterfield um like all like they're all i can really find out about either of them uh is they were just kind of a couple of bros that started spending they had money who know i don't know i don't know if they pulled themselves up by their bootstraps or if it was daddy's money i don't know where they got their money from i don't know what they did before this but they spent their money on shitty little horror movies like that's what they did like these guys went from doing nothing to producing like 62 movies in three years they're just paying for little movies to be made um i i guess there's a fucking that, that, market that, for it, is is that trauma shit like or does trauma have more soul than this? Because Lloyd Kaufman's better than this, right? Lloyd Kaufman is much better than this. Yeah, no, the it's. I still have really high hopes for Winnie the Pooh too. I have high hopes for Neverland Nightmare. <laughs> uh, I, I have. This is this is the second in a series of. These though, right? What was this the first the, one? This is the first. It is not. This There's is something the else. There's something else. You've told me about something else. Uh, like a, a dark reimagining of something a dark reimagining of of uh, either a Disney, maybe not a Disney property, but definitely. Are you talking about the upcoming Bambi feature? That's it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. Uh... The, so, Blood and Honey 2, uh, Bambi's Revenge, and Neverland Nightmare. Uh, they just... They had, like, a $7,000 budget, and then ITI, or whoever the fuck distributed this thing, um, once the concept went viral and people started picking up uh, Winnie the Pooh Blood and... Or Winnie the Pooh horror movie goes into production and fucking BuzzFeed is all like top ten reasons Winnie the Pooh Blood and Honey is going to ruin your fucking childhood. Uh, the... Uh, the... Uh, distribution company gave them another hundred grand uh, to play around with. So whole the whole thing was made on a hundred thousand bucks over the course of like three three months it's either three weeks or three months in uh, Essex, England, uh, where all of these kids are from. And so, I don't know. There's something really impressive about what's happening here because this isn't this isn't a student film, and no, this isn't fucking trauma, uh, but it is 
really just a couple of bros who either really like money or really like scary movies and I can't get a read on them from I, I follow I follow them on social media uh, Scott Jeffrey specifically and like I can't get a read for if they're just like the chain smokers that make scary shitty movies instead of stupid shitty music but from England uh, or if they're just a couple of cool dudes that like spooky movies and titties I I can't get a read on what kind of British they are um, but they just keep pumping money into movies and this one stuck and did you at least make it to the fucking credits? Which I, I can't blame you if you didn't. I there are many a movie that I didn't make it all the way through. But uh, yeah, no, I totally them, did. Them credits is short, but there weren't like this is this is a. It feels like watching you tell me it's a passion project. A group of friends. I'm not gonna have a whole lot of sympathy for it because like it's bad. I'm not. I'm not calling it a passion project. I'm calling it. It's no different than if you and and me and Cody and Andy, like, all pitched in three thousand dollars and made a fucking movie using public domain characters. Like, if we wanted to make a Steamboat Willie horror movie, um, all we have to do is announce the script and then all pitch in, uh, and we can do that. Like, that's that's a thing we can do, and that's a thing that they did. Um, and so that doesn't make the movie good, but there's like 30 people in the credits. They're just names that keep repeating themselves, right? And like, yeah, the gaffer is also the director. Yeah, the editor is the director. The writer is also the director. Like these are just these are just some 20 somethings who made a shitty movie, and it happened. And for all you Patreon subscribers. Um, we got a much shorter list of credits for uh, Pleasant and Cussin. Yeah. <laughs> it's just me and Deefy. Yeah, it's two. It's like 80% me. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I brought notes to the game, baby. You did today. Thank you. Thank you for I doing brought, some homework. I brought fucking notes, and I brought Legos, and... So the movie sucks. <laughs> the movie does that's, suck. That's the long and short of it, and they made decisions that I wouldn't make. And there's, it it, it feels like a porn without fucking, uh, at moments. But I think it was important that somebody fucked with Winnie the Pooh as soon as it was legal. I think it's important. I didn't like what South Park did to Winnie the Pooh. I didn't see it. Randy ends up. Um, garroting Winnie the Pooh to appease the Chinese government so they'll work uh, with him. <laughs> and he this. does it like uh, Sugar in No Country for Old Men. Yeah. With his eyes like rolling into the back of his head as he's fucking cutting Winnie the Pooh's windpipe. <laughs> what season is this? What season are we on? We're on like 26. I'd say this is like 25... Or, sorry, this is like 23, 24. It's after he's already doing integrity weed. I, have, I haven't gotten to integrity farms. I'm that far behind. So, yeah, a couple of, couple of dudes have an idea. They buy a mask from a company called Immortal, uh, which I, I like. It, this was a fun, like, Worlds Collide thing, because I've been following Immortal masks for a long time, because they just make fucking cool Halloween masks. They're they're like they the it's a company they've they made the masks that Ghost is using on tour right now, um, but they just make like really expensive haunted house masks, which so do these masks maybe cost a couple grand. So the uh, so they were Immortal Masks was actually making this Winnie the Pooh mask before this movie came out this might there's part of me that thinks that he got the idea to write this movie from seeing the mask first um cause cause I remember a few years back seeing the Winnie the Pooh mask on their Instagram and thinking bad that's fucking that's fucking spooky and so I think speaking about the fact that Immortal made a mask is a really smart time for us to say that the bad guys in this fucking thing are wearing masks 
and it's really important to know that they're wearing masks because it's hard for me to say the word masks. <laughs> yeah, you're doing the because I've been because I've been drinking my lord. I need uh, I need used to say ghosts. <laughs> so I'm not going to say the word masks anymore, uh, except to say that they uh, they made the masks for Slipknot. Masks. Or some of the masks for Slipknot. Masks. 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 Fine. <laughs> Am I doing it wrong? No. Because in my head, I feel like I'm doing it wrong. Not doing it wrong. I feel like I'm saying the word wrong. So, at, at any point, were you upset with the mask and how clearly a mask it was? Only at the point where he looked like he was taking it off. Hmm. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. It's when Christopher Robin tried to plead with him, and yeah. there was almost that moment where he came back, and then yeah. he looked like he was pulling his mask off. I don't know. I thought he would look like, I mean, I know they're both bipedal, but like, it's just a mask on a guy. So, here's, so, okay, so let's dig into it. So, here we go. Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Uh, I would have fucking loved this movie if we acknowledged from the beginning that these are guys in masks. Yeah. Yeah. If you if you say to me these guys no, it, in no, masks, no, it would have it would have still been really bad. It would have still been really bad. Sure, sure. I'm not saying it would have been a good movie. Fucking come on, just buy some fake blood. Why you got to use a computer for this shit? Anyway, uh, if if we had said that fucking Christopher Robin was going out to the Hundred Acre Wood and it was never, it was clearly never the Hundred Acre Wood. It was just the fucking, it was just the creek behind Butler Elementary. And, <laughs> and he, you know, he painted his own little shitty sign because he was a lonely little kid and he just stumbled upon some fucking drifting ass fucking hobo fucking redemption shit uh, wearing beat to fuck Winnie the Pooh and Piglet and Eeyore masks and coming to visit them and having these fond childhood memories that were really just fucked up trauma experiences in the wood with dudes in Winnie the Pooh masks. When you say redemption when you say redemption do you mean yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Deliverance. Deliverance. <laughs> mm. Redemption was a good. Uh, that's the that's the fucking straight to Redbox version. I certainly knew what you meant. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because so, there's a lot of copycats of Deliverance. <laughs> there are now, and it's called it's called Redemption. It's the sequel <laughs> to Deliverance. Somebody's gonna make the money that you deserve. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, which they're free to do because these are public domain <laughs> characters. Mm. Uh, but but like that that whole idea of we have to go back and find them and these broken memories of these broken humans um, would have been a really fun way to play into the innocence of childhood and growing up undertones of the real Winnie the Pooh. Um, right, no, it was very bad and very lazy. And that would have allowed for a mask performance because that's what you get, and that's okay. Uh, like the, um, I fucking pulled up the IMDb. What's his name? Craig Davidson or whatever, whatever the fuck the name of the guy who plays Winnie the Pooh is. Uh, did okay, walking around being a big guy, but even then, not really. But instead of being actual supernatural natural beings that would have made a bad movie better like if you just if you just acknowledge like acknowledge the shit that you can't do somebody's fucked up somebody's yeah. fucked up maybe it's his dad i don't know yeah, yeah. <clears throat> like that would have that would have been better yeah cuz then you allow for a mask you can allow it to get beat up a little bit. You can, you can, 
if you want to if you want to make a fucking slasher movie about Winnie the Pooh, make Halloween with Winnie the Pooh. Like that's a fucking that's a good movie. What's what, um, why why is Michael Myers the way that he is? You mean big and slow? What do you what do you mean when you say why is Michael Myers the way that he is? Why is Michael Myers a killer? He was just broken. He was always broken. He was born broken. He was born a monster. That's what's scary about Michael Myers. And like that's that's what's scary about Lori is like she is proof that uh, anyone it like nature there's, there's that whole nature, nature thing right there. The fucking Jamie Lee Curtis. Michael Myers' brother sister. Mm. Like Is it just sister? Yeah, 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 yeah. Now I'm second-guessing myself. I've never seen any of the Halloween movies. Oh, you gotta. You gotta. You gotta stay fresh. No, no. This isn't a movie about Halloween. These are different people getting murdered by different creatures in masks. And the first person to get murdered is... Her name is Mary. You have to join me in the Hundred Acre Woods, Mary. It's right behind my old elementary school. We found a box of porno bags, and I remember my butt tickled. So, this movie opens up with an animated sequence. The animated Uh, sequence is sick. I like the the animated sequence, yeah. Yeah. The animated sequence would have been not unwelcome at Sick New World. Christopher Robin came upon a group of anthropomorphic animals... And then he would bring them food. At a certain point, I mean, and, and the movie's like, it's not good in storytelling. But at a certain point, he has to leave. And he has to go to college. And then he stops bringing them food. And then they have to eat Eeyore. Yep. And, and it warps of their minds. That because they literally spell it. <laughs> like, you have to read that plot point. In the animated sequence. And then they vow to, first of all, never have any sympathy for humans again. They want to kill all the humans. And the other very convenient plot point is that they vow to not talk. Yeah. (laughs) And then the movie starts, and you got grown-up Christopher Robin walking around in the woods with his wife. Fiancé. Wife. Wife? Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. It, 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 no, nothing matters. All right. If the movie was good, we'd know. If it was wife or fiancé. So, I want to take you here. I want to show you all the things I've been talking about with my, oh, honey, everybody had imaginary friends. No, you don't believe me? Oh, it's okay. I love you. You're brilliant. Um... Here's the place. There's a bunch of trailers and like a house. In the middle of the fucking woods. And it's like, does nobody live here? Like, there there are so many things in the very beginning of this movie that have like no explanation whatsoever. That like beg explanation. Yeah. (laughs) Like, what are these fucking airline trailers doing out here. How did these get here? How long have they been here? Was this your childhood house? This wasn't a long walk from a parking lot. Like, there was just a sign in a parking lot that said Hundred Acre Wood like it was the fucking trailhead at an Essex State Park. Like, no one has stumbled upon the murder murder commune? And also, like, is this your clubhouse? Because if it's your clubhouse, then it's like a whole-ass house out in the woods. It looks different from when I was here last. There's all these trailers. I remember there just being a silly old treehouse. Look at what you've done, Pooh. Was there any moment where you thought, okay, well, at least the British accent tricks me into thinking that the acting is good? Yes. Yes. 
this shit would have been so much worse in English, but like, like American. I'm, su- but I'm also surprised that you're not the one that fell asleep. I loved I this is fucking shitty horror movies are my thing right now. Like Joe Bob Briggs is my is my fucking hero. I have been spending. Uh, like we we got a subscription to Shutter, and so my day is spent working, and then my evening is spent with my family, and that part I like a lot. And then Morgan Morgan goes to sleep before I do, and I play a video game on the couch, and then I start a fucking eighty slasher with some Joe Bob commentary every now and then, and it is a great life. And I'm a fucking I'm a fan of this kind of thing, but this one's still. This one's still pretty. This this one's bad. It's a stinker. It's a, it is a stinker. It's a real stinker. But like, if if it wasn't for these people actually being British and in England, it, none of this would have worked. But not okay, a, okay. Not a so of speaking it. of which, all right. The so kids, the, all things considered, some of these kids are doing a pretty good job with what they got. Like, imagine the script that was thrown at them. You know, like. All right. I don't know. So we get we get two people in the beginning. It's Christopher Robin and his wife. They're looking for Christopher Robin's old friends. Pooh, Piglet. If I forgot to mention, uh, they are super sore about Christopher Robin leaving them, and they ate Eeyore on a night when they got hungry. Yeah. All right. So Eeyore's, Eeyore's dead. Eeyore's, Eeyore's bones now. Um. Christopher Robin and his wife stumble upon the old clubhouse or whatever, but it's like a whole ass house. And again, there are a bunch of airline trailers in front of it. Completely unexplained. They go in. Oh, there's a picture of me that they like. What did did they do? They burn his face out of it. They scratch his face out of it. I don't remember. It's bloody or something. Yeah. Christopher, anyways, something's not right here. Christopher, it's time for us again. Christopher, anyways, we get a scene of completely unearned suspense. It's like within two minutes of the movie playing, we're hiding from this like very terrifying presence that we don't know is terrifying yet, and they're like weeping to themselves silently. And that's I mean, Winnie the Pooh. There, there's a there's a vibe in the room. Like you can you can feel it when you're in a fucking murder in a murder trailer. Like as soon as you step foot in the murder trailer, you're you're gonna know. Oh fuck! It just felt incredibly rushed. Trailer. Incredibly rushed. Yeah, uh, no, blah blah blah. Winnie the Pooh falls asleep, takes a nap. They run out, and then uh, we so are this, introduced this shit, to this Piglet. Shit was like, uh, th- but this is this is them going. Hey, uh, do you, you remember uh, you remember how much people liked Parasite? Let's just do Parasite like real quick, but with Winnie the Pooh. Okay, cool. Let's do that. Let's do that scene for Parasite. Uh, there's a lot of that going on here, which is which is fun. Piglet comes out and strangles Christopher Robin's wife with a chain, breaking her neck. Uh, so that's that's murder one. Well, Congratulations, Mary's that's dead. murder one. Mary's dead. Um, and then Winnie the Pooh is Sam or Christopher Robin is sandwiched by Piglet and Winnie the Pooh. Apologizes to them. If I had known it was going to be like this, I would have never left you. He gets dragged off. Then we get where's the, Eeyore? Where's Eeyore? Did, my buddy did you see in that title sequence when they're showing the um, the newspaper headlines the uh, bear man pig? Yeah, man bear pig. Yeah, but it says bear man pig. But yeah, it's definitely a a nod to South Park. Yeah. And then we meet some lady that uh, I. I did, She's got some okay, so, kind. So Tim, that's your cold open right there, baby. You like you, you that's like you, you get your cold open. You get your initial murder, and then 
realm credits. That's how slashers work, right? Like you come in, you come in calm, you come in soft, and then immediately you you have to have a first five minute murder before the credits roll. But I've seen a slasher before. We don't have a connection here. No, you just like that's you, you just had to write a murder. All you had to do was introduce Christopher Robin and write a murder. That's your that's your job. Okay, here's the job. Right? Here's Christopher Robin. Make sure we get a murder so we can have a fucking opening title sequence. Opening title sequence, baby. Uh, and then that's when we meet some hot chicks, right? Is this? Does it start with? Does it start with? Uh, what's her name? Uh, is it Zoe who's in therapy? Which one of these kids is in therapy? Uh, Maria. So Maria's in therapy. Is that how this thing starts? And she's talking about her stalker, or do we just go straight into? Uh, yeah, I think we meet Maria first. She's having. We meet Maria. She's in therapy. Yeah, she's having a little conversation with her therapist, and we find out that um, she's got herself a stalker, right? She's got herself a stalker, and her stalker's been uh, been being real mean, and her her therapist says, hey, you know what? Um, that sucks. Maybe you should uh, go to a cabin in the woods. Have you ever been to a cabin in the woods? With uh, all your girlfriends. Take all your girlfriends and just play a little bit of piss and tickle. Uh, so that's what she does. She calls up all her gale friends to play some games of piss and tickle in, uh, in the hundred acre woods. So apparently, it, this is the part that was confusing to me. Are, are, are Pooh and Piglet running an Airbnb for murder? Again, like, again, not well explained. So, like, I guess there's just a beautiful cabin also in the Hundred Acre Woods. With I think it's adjacent to the Hundred Acre Wood. I think what we are meant to believe is that um, it's kind of their territory is kind of bleeding out into adjacent Airbnbs. Okay, I'll, I'll allow it. suspension of disbelief for the sake of for the sake of the film. Um, so her her friend Zoe, uh, glasses, Laura, and uh, Tina, les- and lesbians. If, uh, if you name somebody Tina in a film, I know that you're hungover and you forgot to write a name, <laughs> and you have to present a script. It's, it's, I've got a, I've got an elevator pitch this morning. I, I gotta have this thing done. <laughs> Tina, it is. Uh, so yeah, they they make their way to a beautiful Airbnb. I guess neatly tucked, very very close to the Hundred Acre Woods, which is a very small park containing uh, a murder commune with a man bear pig. Uh, and no one's noticed for all these years that the little boy was slipping away to feed them food and he went off to college. Maybe, okay, so are we, are they known of by the townspeople? Is this a situation where the city of Huntington uh, just knows that in the Hundred Acre Woods there's some fucking murder pigs so you just don't go there and they just don't tell tourists about it or is this a situation where... So one of the main things I want to talk about in this movie is when Maria actually goes to the... what she thinks is a gas station and there's a man there that comes out and he sounds like the worst time a British person ever tried to uh, imitate an American, but they're in England, so why would he do that? Uh, the, the long-haired guy. Uh-huh. And yeah. then he ends up tweaking her nipple in her dream or something? Like, it's yeah. the same guy? It's the same guy. Yeah. But she doesn't acknowledge it's the same guy. Uh, this movie's broken a, in so many it's, places. It's not, it's not a big cast, and and he he tries to save her life later. Anyway, uh, he comes out and goes, 
oh, well, I guess you're, like, you know what it sounds like when a British person is doing American and they can't do it well. Uh, I think that this is one of those situations where it's actually important that we play that clip uh, so that our audience doesn't have to try and find it. Okay. I got it right here. Okay, good. Clearly not a gas station. Uh, I see you have some friends out there. Yeah, sorry, there's a big question. I'm so sorry. Other customers. My fault. Oh, fuck you. Is that Charlene? That's Charlene. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay, so now... Part of me thinks <laughs> that there is like six hours of footage for this fucking thing. Because uh, oh, oh boy, Reese is the editor here. And I feel like I feel like they shot a good movie and potentially he wrote and directed a decent film but should not have been the boy editing this thing. Because uh, I really feel like every now and then it's... I don't know that the choppiness is story-related or editing related, but it really fucks up the pace. But if we had known that that was Charlene, there has to be more backstory for Charlene, right? Like, why is she out there going to fake? Who is she? What is she doing? Who's this boy that she's with, who I think is also dead, eventually? Like, that's a body... This is like, this is like a fucking, like, from software information presentation. (laughs) They don't tell you. The wiki has to tell you. You you've got you've got to go find. It's like it's like a Dario Argento film. You got to go look up the ending. I uh, don't know what that means. So, <laughs> all right, so let's let's just let's 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 yada 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 ourselves uh, to the Airbnb uh, where we get to meet all of these young ladies. Uh, my favorite of which is uh, Laura. Laura. Mm. Laura the Troublemaker She's a little bit of a hussy Yeah So we're talking about Laura <laughs> uh, Yeah Laura the Trollop uh, uh, Y'all just going to sit on your Instagram uh, so, Okay so they all, they all agree to get rid of their phones And this is when we get the opportunity To sort of figure out that Laura's going to be a lone wolf Zoe, which two are dating, but newly dating? I don't remember their names, and I'm good at names, but I didn't care enough about this one. I I got as far as Laura. They they don't ever really ever use their names. We're not... There's Alice, there's Maria. Zoe, Maria, Alice. I don't think we need to worry about the... Glasses? We can call her Glasses. Glasses makes it all the way to number two. I feel like we should know her name the most. Alice. She's Alice. Is she? Yeah, I'll figure it out. It's okay. Anyway, so Laura is the uh, the Charlotte of the group, if you will, a real uh, a real phone loving sex hound. So we meet. We meet all the characters. It's really hard to know who's who. This isn't just us, like... It's an Airbnb in the middle of nowhere. And there's there's just not a ton of exposition here. We just know these are their friends. A couple of them are dating. One of them is smart. One of them is slutty. One of the... It, it's, they it's, don't develop that. They they uh, introduce it, and then they don't develop it. Well, you, you have to make the assumption based on clothing. Like, that's the rule here, is... There's the one in glasses has glasses, right? Like there's the the one uh, the one that uh, is a little bit wild, uh, wears brighter colors and a bikini uh, or lingerie. Uh, those are those are the kinds of things you get there. But this is when we pay a little bit of homage to Sam Raimi's Evil Dead, uh, and you've just got some kids on their way to. Airbnb. <laughs> Give me just a second. Oh, 
So, so you get a little bit of Evil Dead, uh, and we've got some sexy ladies hanging out by themselves at a cabin right outside uh, the Hundred Acre Woods, uh, and Laura wants to go to what they call a pool, so originally they talk about the pool, and we don't see the pool till way later, but Laura says she's going swimming in the pool, uh, and she gets all she gets all hot, she gets some drugs and some liquor, and her phone. Does she, she get drugs? I, I don't know. Pro- I just, you just assume these things. Uh, I can't remember if she did drugs or not, but she did get her phone because everybody else fucking threw their phone in the sack, but not her. She kept her phone. She threw a fake phone or something. And so she's just she's just having a good time. Like, okay, so these two girls just started dating and they're having some drama and this girl over here is all sad about her stalker and this one wears glasses. Uh, so I'm just going to spend some time by myself. Do you hear yourself? Yeah. Uh, now you're... I never I never heard... Uh, it, it doesn't matter. Uh, Laura's in the hot tub getting it on. <laughs> Laura's in the hot tub getting it Laura's on. Laura's in the hot tub getting it on. With nobody. No, she's not getting it on. She's, no, she's just taking pictures of herself. Uh, and she doesn't like any of them. Fucking body dysmorphia. What That's a- crap. That's crap. Uh, do you think her tattoos are all fake? Probably. I didn't get a close enough look at him. But yeah, I would imagine probably. Uh, but she's dead now. Uh, she's not dead yet. Well, she's about to be dead. Cause, she's uh, about to be dead. Uh, Piglet comes up behind her and chloroforms her. They drag her out. and they well, put. But, but before that, we see Winnie the Pooh like, sneaking up like a ninja cat in a fucking YouTube video. Uh, just getting a little bit closer every time the light turns on. Uh, which is a, a fun gimmick. Uh, I liked it. She sees Winnie the Pooh in one of the selfies that she takes. Yeah, that's spooky, dude. That part was spooky. That was spooky as fuck. Uh, and so she gets out of the hot tub and starts running around. And but or like, but the, no, she clearly sees a giant man bear pig behind her. Uh. And then she she takes a little bit of time with this fucking. Uh, so oh, you're uh, not gonna ruin my holiday. Yeah, you're not you're not gonna make me have bad time. When we get back in this hot tub, are you? Take oh, more pictures of me tits. Pip, pip. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Okay, so Piglet's got her, uh, and then immediately she is uh, not as dead as we thought she would be. Because uh, she's been hogtied and she's in the driveway, and we get uh, we get a oh a we hole. we completely skipped over Tina. What happened to Tina? Tina was the one that was going to be joining them, who was running two hours late. Oh yeah, Tina was running late. I for, I forgot Tina even existed. Tina got murked in the woods. Yeah. Tina got murked in a shed in the woods. And, yeah, that's um, right. And. This was when I realized what this movie was going for because he ripped her shirt off in which she had no bra and her tits are flopping around before she dies, which was completely unnecessary. No, it's it's supposed to be there. This is a titissance. And then he shoves her into a... Wood chipper. Wood chipper. Yeah. Hello Fargo, my old friend. Here comes some tits. That's a. So that's what happened to Tina. Uh, We don't actually see Laura's tits, uh, but we do see them put her head uh, down on the ground. They hot. They like uh, bondage tie her. Yeah. Um. Piglet like slinks over with the sledgehammer, and then Pooh runs over her head with a car. There's so many things you think are going to happen to her, and they went with car. Uh, so this is. This and is and I mean, this was like some goosebumps level SFX. Okay, I, 
I'm a practical effects man, and they clearly had some decent practical effects, uh, at least for the budget that they had, but it looks like they took that it looks like they took part of that $100,000 budget and said, hey, let's up the blood. And then they added CGI blood. And it's really evident in the, like, splurting neck artery after the after Laura's head gets crushed. They, but, like, it looks like they're using the same software that I use to make our um, episode art yeah, on my exactly. phone. But... So, but like the the eyeball and the smushed head and the corpse, all of those things are really good, especially for the budget. The so smushed like head was not good. This was this was another opportunity to lean into your opportunities. Like th- this was a chance to like in the same way that you lean into a story that involves the fact that these dudes are in masks. Because you can't afford fucking CGI or makeup. Um, So let's just go for it. (coughs) Just acknowledge it. This was another opportunity to acknowledge it and say, hell yeah, look at these things we made. Look at this fucking, like, look at these props that we crafted. And then they just painted on top of it. And the painting on top didn't need to be there. You just needed to own it. Like, own what you're doing allow it to be what it is uh and this movie works more but i still i still really enjoyed the eyeball popping out that was fun it's fun when he the the british love eye trauma there's always going to be eyeballs and eye stabs eye trauma and mouth trauma i think it's because they got bad teeth uh but there's a lot of of eye stabbing yet to come um but then now the girls are aware of Winnie the Pooh's presence and they've stumbled upon Laura's corpse and Tina's been dead. And then they run into the Airbnb to find a giant fucking gun. A, a fake as hell gun. Like the fakest fake gun ever. It, it's just, it's like massive and shiny and like like it looks like something that Jason Statham would show up in Snatch 4. It, it looks like the gun that like um, the guns that they use in Three Amigos that the Mexicans don't believe are real yeah. when they whip them out. It looks exactly like that. Aren't those supposed to be hard to fucking find in England? Like much less the hey just a heads up when you check into the airbnb let's look for weapons look for what i found one it's a hand cannon with laser sights i found a 357 magnum (laughs) i'm south african now yeah now they're running around with a gun oh uh, they end up in a pool we end up in the the, the, the the girlfriends end up in a pool. Here's the thing, though. Like, if if this bitch, if Laura, like Tina's dead, we know Tina's dead. That's Tina's dead. Laura's you. dead. But like, if Laura had just gone swimming in this beautiful indoor pool, long pool, that, it, that is clearly just inside somebody's house. This whole thing was filmed at somebody's house over a weekend. Um, but if she just fucking done her me time in the pool instead of the hot tub in a driveway, no one's dead right now. No, they could. They're just. They could still be dead in different ways. Uh, yeah, we. Yeah. But in this canon, this is all Laura's fault moving forward. I've learned that you can't hindsight twenty twenty everything all the time. Otherwise, I'd be kicking myself for getting a boot on my car in Austin this weekend. Uh, so this is <laughs> fuck. Uh, I, I talked to I I, I I talked thirty bucks off of it. It's fine. <laughs> we paid forty dollars for our Hilton room, so you know you got to keep these things in perspective, I suppose. 
Zoe and glasses. Is it Zoe and glasses? I think I think glasses is Alice. Yeah, no, then it's Zoe and uh, last girl. What's last girl's name? Maria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so there's uh, there's two of them upstairs with the gun, and Pooh's walking around the house, and then there's two of them in the beautiful pool. Uh, Zoe, Zoe being the one who eventually lands in the pool itself, uh, and then in a scene that feels a lot like that scene in Austin Powers where the steamroller is coming towards the fucking uh, the goon fucking Dr. Evil's goon stop wait (laughs) that guy was on Mad TV he was Stuart yeah yeah Uh, it feels a lot like the steamroller scene from Austin Powers where it's just like just go faster than that he got in the pool he's slow now just get out now just it's just such a that was weird because I felt like it was an enemy that I was like trying to lure into a trap in Resident Evil 4 yeah yeah fair uh, it was like dumb enemy AI that I could manipulate it's a good mask though um but no instead of getting out of there much faster she takes a sledgehammer to the face uh, very quick murder this one that's a lesbian friend right I think so oh um, you didn't like my flowers on the bed well now still, you did still, still South African huh yeah I guess so <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it's a bit much for a couple of people that have only been dating for like 10 minutes oh man I wrote down Chekhov's giant silly gun uh, which would have been fun anyway uh, so now we stumble upon uh, who the fuck is this lady uh, did he cut her eyes out no he didn't because they can't commit to that no he he mauled her he mauls her when the feeling strikes is what I think she said in British no no before that they find Christopher Robin Oh, yeah, yeah. Who's been getting whipped with Eeyore's tail? That's a pretty cool touch. Oh, that's Eeyore's tail. Yeah. That's that's a callback to, like, straight-up pre-Disney A.A. Milne canon. Yeah. Because, like, they, there's a whole thing about trying to find Eeyore's tail and shit. And, like, so the, the woods that they filmed this in uh, is in Essex like it's in Essex Forest which was supposedly the the woods that inspired A.A. Milne in his storytelling for the Hundred Acre so I mean they went the distance there reluctantly crouched at the starting line (laughs) and just pumping dumping in time so, so the lady, the lady from briefly stopping at the gas station that wasn't actually a gas station, the 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 spooky garage where apparently people just stumble in. The the it, Essex version of a fucking MAGA chick on her way to Margaritaville. <laughs> but now she used to have a husband, but he's dead, I think. Uh, and we saw him for just a second at the not a gas station too. Uh, but she has been being mauled repeatedly for at least a day or two or since earlier that afternoon. Why would I they guess. just keep mauling her that way? Also, it couldn't have been more than a couple of hours because they like just got to this Airbnb this, after- Airbnb this afternoon, right? Yeah. But now, now she's like fucking Rambo. Yeah, well, she's, I mean, you carry a gun around like that, you're going to feel a little bit of confidence. She takes their gun. She, she does. She takes it, and she because she sees she sees her reflection in the in the Airbnb. Um, what have you done to me? What have you done to me? They can talk. Yeah, she like no. She it, it's it's almost as if she's like deeply enmeshed in their lore for some reason. 
That doesn't make any sense. Hey, they can hey, talk. Uh, She's like, they can hey, talk. Say, uh, say welcome to Disney Plus and Cussin, and then say your name again. Welcome to Disney Plus and Cussin. My name is Timmy the Q. Uh, and I'm, uh, deeply entrenched in their lore. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <sighs> All right. Uh, so that lady dies too. Uh, um, oh, what he pours honey onto her face. Yeah, Winnie yeah, the Pooh yeah, yeah. pours honey onto her face, and then and we haven't even talked it. about the few scenes where, like, he just sort of Muppet style rubs honey onto the mask and like nom noms his fingers. <laughs> yeah, uh, and like drips. Oh, oh, and then like uh, we we also didn't talk about how fucking Pooh shows up and is all like. Uh, just showing Christopher Robin the bones of his fucking wife and then raining her blood upon him. Uh, it happens out of nowhere and for no reason, but that shit's fucking scary. Like, that that's a fucking scary thing to yeah, do. Yeah, the thing Christopher Robin keeps saying to him is like, I know there's good in you. I know there's good in you. It's like, no, there's fucking not. No, there never was. You befriended a wild fucking creature, bud. Look at this thing. You were friends with this even before they went feral and stopped talking. Like, this was your buddy? That's a spooky buddy, bud. Winnie the Pooh is fucking glorious and wholesome, and I love Winnie the Pooh. Not in this movie. He's spooky. Um, uh, then we take. There's no reason for everybody to make Winnie the Pooh all fucked up like this. Somebody, somebody else takes a machete to the mouth. Because uh, the British love fucking with teeth. They love it when teeth make a noise. It's just, it's just a thing that the British do. Um, but then the rednecks show up. One of which being <clears throat> our British American friend. Because now it's time for redneck rescue season. Because they just... How big is this town? Why is... This is a busy road. <laughs> There's a lot going on. Are there rednecks? The, yeah. Did you not? Did you not get to fucking? Uh, there, the there are four killer murders in a row. We get a mauling, a stomping, a mauling, and then bees. Oh yeah, I slept through all that. <clears throat> oh no, 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 no. So we get a machete to the face, and then last girl and second to last girl glasses. Uh. Fucking make it out of the woods because they do the whole fucking Friday the 13th part 2 thing uh, where they try to like Christopher Robin no the fucking the the girls and Christopher Robin try to like trick Winnie the Pooh into thinking they're fucking nice and he looks all confused thing uh, and then they they hightail it out of there and stumble upon some rednecks and so like dude from the gas station is back and he's got a dude with glass bottle and dude with baseball bat all in his truck with him. And they do this whole, like, you've been causing these ladies some troubles uh, in the woods fucking street fight with Winnie the Pooh where they hit him with a bunch of crowbars and baseball bats and shit. And he doesn't even flinch. You didn't see any of that shit? No. Wild fight. Four murders. But one of them is apparently... Winnie the Pooh also controls bees. That would that would harken back to the original stories. He can talk to bees. He's got bee friends. The bees hate Winnie the Pooh in the originals, but uh, I mean they are tied to him narratively. Okay, so yeah, the bee the bees are here, uh, and there's definitely a bee murder. Um, but then we we get glasses and last girl have no choice but to take the rednecks truck and smash right into Winnie. And they drive right over his ass. Uh, but he climbs up through the he he gets hit, but somehow is also hanging on to the truck bed. And then he climbs into the truck, and then he climbs on top of the truck. Uh, and then they do the whole breaky real fast and throw him off the top of the truck thing. You didn't see any of this? I saw when they pinned him between the truck and the other car. 
that, so that's 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 the the next car crash with Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> uh, when when we find out that uh, uh, in the car crash, the first car crash, Winnie grabs glasses and hauls her out of the car. Uh, and then the next time we see her, we think we see her, but then it turns out it's just her head. But uh, and so last girl goes all Mary, goes all fucking, goes all Rambo, and uh, starts talking shit to Winnie the Pooh, and uh, he he gets her, he he grabs he grabs her pretty good. Uh, but that's when Christopher Robin shows up and runs another car into Winnie the Pooh, and that one that one gets him pinned, pinned him. But fucking giant supernatural mask bear uh, with bee powers, not quite as dead as we think. And uh, he grabs he Mary. Yeah. And holds her with a knife to her throat. And we have a moment of humanity with Christopher Robin pleading with him let her go. I was your friend. I'm sorry I left you. I know there's good in you. And then Pooh speaks and says, you left. And then he slices Mary's throat and she fucking bleeds out with her trachea. And Christopher just weeping, saying, no, why could you? How could you do it? And then they hug like they're going to fucking make out at the end of the fucking last Star Wars movie. Where nobody knows why they have any kind of connection. Yeah. They don't even fucking know each other. They don't know each other. Why is he so traumatized? I mean, aside from the fact that he should be traumatized for the past, like, five years. Yeah, no, he he, he watched his fucking wife get murdered and and had her blood rained upon him. This this stranger should just be a really great opportunity to run. Vehicle to run, yeah. But he doesn't, and then then the credits roll. Yeah, <laughs> and there's and thirteen people. They're they're very, uh, very, very short credits. Uh, this is Birdamac. This this is one of those situations where I went into this conversation uh, knowing that I didn't like this movie, and I'm leaving this conversation. I think it's one of my favorites. I think I fucking love this film. Uh, I'm giving it a. Uh, uh, I I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a third watch. I'm gonna do it again. Well, I'm gonna give it a shot. I uh, like no, I, I I absolutely hated this. Um, I don't like I don't like slasher movies in the first place. I don't like depictions of human suffering, especially when they like pepper titties in. And I love titties. We're not gonna see eye to eye on that. I love it. I love it. I it makes a lot of sense to me. It's sometimes a sometimes a good scary movie is just a nice escape. Sure. Well, speaking of escaping, I'm gonna get the fuck out of here. Um, <laughs> we just covered Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, and it was a terrible fucking movie. Um, to kind of cleanse all of our palates. We are going to do some serious um, journalism on the source material for this and leave everybody with a good taste in their mouth. Maybe slightly honey flavored for Winnie the Pooh. A little sweet treat from <laughs> from a beast. I go to Baskin Robbins every night and get myself a little treat. <laughs> Bro, that's me and Bahama Bucks right now, bud. <laughs> <laughs> I love Bahama Bucks. Um, and if you love Bahama Bucks, then you should probably always let your conscience be your guide. I don't know. <laughs> you should send us some bucks on our Patreon. <laughs> We're going to work on that. We're going to work on that. Uh, but on the... While well, we work on that, you work on giving us money. No, saving never up. Good. Scott Jeffrey's never going to come on our podcast. He'd be the perfect guest, and now he's going to listen to this and be like, not a chance. It's going to cost us way more to get Scott Jeffrey than it's going to cost us to get the fucking Tiger King. Joe Exotic? Yeah, Joe Exotic going to be easy. 
four hundred dollars, and it is not. They were very so. I, I they were very specific with me. Uh, it is not a campaign donation. It is not allowed to be a campaign donation. You cannot call it a campaign donation. I don't want him to be our president. Uh, that that's fine. Um, you are making a donation to his commissary. And that is what you you like you ha- like we have to fill out paperwork that says uh, we are making a donation to commissary and nothing more. This is not a campaign donation. He get he gets that good ramen. He gets uh, he deserves the good ramen. Not a good person, but does not need to spend the rest of his life in jail. I mean, Carol Baskin doesn't deserve to spend the rest of her life alive. Yeah, it's like what's Joe like? You know, just fucking let the guy be him. Let just let the guy fucking be. He took his tigers away. Make sure he doesn't have any tigers. Let him live a nice fucking quiet life with some toothless dude. Just let him just fucking free Joe Exotic, man. That's all I'm saying. Just let the let the guy be. Okay, so he made some mistakes. Then you make him look like an asshole. That's gonna people, do it for this week's plusin' and cussin'. Ton of people making a ton of fucking money off of Joe Exotic while he fucking just sits there, man. Uh, he's he's the tiger himself now, I guess. It fucking comes full circle. Look at him, despite all his rage. Uh, wow, wow. I'm getting him on the show. Good night, Sam. Good night. <laughs>